0: Bruce slowly dropped his arms from her neck to her back. Too caught up in the rapture of the moment, Jessica had no idea what he was doing until she felt the cool water swirl under her bikini top and hit her breasts. Right in front of everyone, Bruce had untied her bathing suit strings. Though only her head and shoulders were visible above the water, Jessica was still shocked. Bruce was moving too far, too fast. She realized she had to retie the top without making him think she was some kind of goody-goody. Now, Bruce, why'd you go and do a thing like that, she said, exaggerating a pout. Pretending to be madder than she was, she pushed him away and quickly retied the top. Bruce smiled slyly. What's the matter, Jess? Don't you like to play big girl games? Or are you just a
1: tease? <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs>
2: idea with them. <laughs> Are you a
0: Jessica or
2: an Elizabeth? I can't wait till Jessica and Elizabeth murder each other. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfyeld. <laughs> she hasn't been a size six since kindergarten. It's Adrian Gunn. Her porch sure looks a lot like a Toyota Camry. It's Elizabeth
0: Gomez. And this is Wokefield, where two middle-aged comedians realize all their problems started
2: with Sweet Valley High. Each week, we read a Sweet Valley High novel, where we discuss how the most beautiful twins in the world, Elizabeth and Jessica have fucked up our ideas of womanhood. Today we're talking about the third book in the series, Playing With Fire, where Jessica
0: finally gets to date Bruce Patman and all hell breaks loose. And just in case it's been a minute since you've read it, we're gonna recap it for you. Like, uh, did you remember Bruce's license plate on his Porsche is one Bruce, one baller.
2: And then we'll welcome our guest, writer, storyteller, theater kid, and queer icon, Jeremy Owens, to help us figure out when it's okay to cock block Your sister.
0: Okay, so at the end of book two, you'll remember that Jessica was crowned fall queen, but not with Bruce Patman at all, but with Winston Egbert as her king. Ew. That's exactly how Jessica feels, because as you know, her heart only beats for... Bruce Patman. Exactly. And then, at a very strange, old-timey dance contest, Bruce rescues
2: Jessica from Winston... I'm not even sure, but it seemed like swing dancing. Well, there is definitely a lot of tossing around and flipping of a Jessica.
0: Correct. This is the line. With the strength of his well-muscled body, Bruce lifted Jessica high in the air and spun her around his broad shoulders and across his body.
2: It's crazy. I don't know what the kind of dancing that was, but it doesn't feel very 1980s. It was (laughs) very strange, and that is very correct. You wouldn't see this in Footloose. Yeah. How can you do that in a tight miniskirt? You know, she's wearing like a blue miniskirt thing with blue tights, which is very monochromatic, which is very, very 80s. You know? Yeah. Everything had to match exactly the same. Yeah. Um, But to flip her around in that miniskirt, and I would imagine she's probably wearing like a little pump. He spun her around his broad shoulders. Well... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to say. But <laughs> what happens is, guess what? What? The two of them dun, 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 win the contest. Oh, shit. And then they leave that dance together. Where do they go, Elizabeth? They go to the beach where Elizabeth finds the two of them making out and then decides to cock block her own sister. What a bee. The cock blocking was intense.
0: But as you know, he did go too far, too fast.
2: Well, he did untie her bathing suit when she was, like, in the water. And I think that that was, like, not cool, but that was definitely, like, a thing in the 80s, where they loved to, like, take women and put them in positions where men took advantage of them. Oh, wait a minute. That still happens now.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, are you sure that was only in the 80s?
2: (laughs) But anyway, but that was a big thing, right? Like yeah. in the eighties, they they love to like do all these like movies where men are spying on women. They're untying their bathing suits. They yeah. find them in the dressing rooms. Yes, in the dressing rooms. I
0: mean, rooms. our we can do our second season on Sixteen Candles, Revenge of the
2: Nerds, Animal House, all the Please, movies. Please and thank you, Adrian. Finally, a good idea. What?
0: savage?
2: <laughs> anyway.
0: Then the real engine of this book is next thing you know, Jessica, Bruce Patman dating Jessica, dimming her sparkle at every turn just to keep her man
2: and pissing off her sister at the whole time. I do think that this is one of the things that I really did enjoy about this book, though, is I have so many times had friends that will start dating somebody and then act like a completely different person. I think this is true from when I was a child till till like even most recently. And so that to me was like the most appealing storyline is just watching Jessica constantly just doing whatever Bruce wanted her to do. And he embarrassed her all the time, like took her on dates and was like, you sit here. I'm going to go dance with this lady.
0: Spinning other bitches around (laughs) his shoulders.
2: Yes. And then he's he's like constantly telling her that he's going to pick her up for a date and then bailing out on her at the last minute. And I was like, no, once Maybe. Twice, absolutely not.
0: Well, in this book also, I mean, look, it's fair to say we both really enjoyed this book. And this is the first time we ever see Elizabeth with a spine.
2: Yes, she does get mad at Jessica, but it takes her a long time to get to it a long time and then Jessica of course this conversation happens among people all the time where you're like you're messing up like you're becoming a different person and then your other person is like what not me you know it matters you're You're so angry (laughs) (laughs) you don't know it because you don't know what it's like to feel loved you don't know Bruce at all and then Bruce's grandma gets dragged into it which is kind of the weirdest thing Yeah, because every time he decides that he can't do something with Jessica he's like oh My grandma, she's very sick, very sick. And it's 11 p.m. on a Friday night and I have to go see her now.
0: Yeah, I mean look, Bruce is an abusive asshole, right? Like he is that fucking hot guy that literally he takes her to play tennis, she hits two good shots and he loses his fucking mind and then she throws the rest of the game. I mean look, I have dated this man at least
2: 10 times. I've never dated a man like that, but I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we know, I have
0: really a, just the most terrible taste in men. But I would, I, I I would hate to say this, but I do think this is really a common thing around white men.
2: Well, I I would say um, that it's really about, um, well, you know, sometimes women will. F- I don't think this is just true <laughs> among women, actually. Why do I say that? Um, I definitely think that this is probably all brought on by how much they made out and touched each other's body parts.
0: Well, listen, there was a lot of off-camera at the beach, Jessica and Bruce. and Always uh, at the beach. Look, we're going to get more into this in our discussion with Jeremy, but I am very curious about your and Jeremy's take on like how much actual sexy stuff was happening? Were there HJs, BJs? What was happening? Something
2: was happening. I'm will. I. Will, I will, I'm excited to talk about that. But what I will also say or ask you is, um, you know, haven't you ever gotten that sweet, sweet D? And you're just like, I can't see anymore. I'm blind. I mean, not in a minute.
0: Look, Elizabeth, I'm a 40-year-old single mother. It's been a minute since I've been cock blind. <laughs> 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 Woo! Okay, so... They need to know how the Bruce and Jessica story wraps up. Basically, Bruce is a fucking cheater, obviously. He's an asshole, obviously. He's abusive, obviously. But Elizabeth is the one that's going to
2: figure it out and show Jessica what she do. I don't want to even tell. I think people should read this book. No. Because it's so smart. No. You know what she does? (laughs) She decides that she is going to take her sister. They're at a pizza parlor. And that she's going to take her sister out of the situation because Bruce has left the pizza parlor. And she's like, I'm going to give you a ride. But instead of going home, she convinces her boyfriend, Todd, to drive them around for an hour and look at stars. <laughs> and he drives her around. And then he realizes that they've, lo- they've left their keys. and they go It's back a farce. To the, they go back to the pizza place. And guess what? Bruce Patman's there with a redhead. And Jessica... Is no longer taking his bullshit any longer. And what she do? What she do? She went over and splashed a pizza in his face, and then she takes an entire pitcher of
0: soda, dumps it on his head, and then he falls back into a waterfall. Oh yeah, because it was it's at like, like a Luigi's. It was like it has like this, an, a, yeah. a cheesy Italian moment. So there was like one of those like Italian like waterfalls, and he fell in it. Well, I don't know if it was I an forgot Italian about that.
2: waterfall. Well,
0: no. I was yes. I mean, it was just, at an Italian I mean,
2: restaurant. Th- it's a pizzeria. Anyways, regardless, pizza is Italian. I don't think we need to. <laughs> I don't think we need to assign an ethnicity to this waterfall. Well, no, I'm just saying. Haven't you like you know
0: grown up in the suburbs where there's like a, an Italian place where there's, there's like a little waterfall? In there's it? a late
2: night bar here called the Owl, and they have a waterfall. Listen, I don't think it's Italian. Listen, you don't need
0: to like be showing off how woke and cool you are at this moment anyway Bruce falls in the waterfall what's the B plot do you remember the, it B plot, the
2: droids the droids if you guys do not know now you know the droids are an up-and-coming band at Sweet Valley High and all over that whole county I don't even know the name of the county <laughs> what? Sweet Valley high county <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, the droids are going to make it rich, but at the same time, while Jessica's dating an asshole, another asshole shows up, and he's wearing, I believe, red leather pants.
2: Red leather pants and a nice <laughs> knotted tie. You know, that was a big look back then, though. You know, guys love to wear, like, a white shirt that buttoned up with, like, a loose little skinny tie, and this red guy is, goes up to the droids, and they're he's like, you guys are going to be our next big band, I and mean, I'm going to book you at all the great places in L.A., Unfortunately, he books them at a bar where his friends work.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, this plot is is unnecessary, but they had to give Elizabeth something else to do. And so she's going
2: to write a story about them for the Eyes and Ears column. Ultimately, they find out that this gentleman is actually a shyster. Yeah. And can I say shyster? Why can't you? I, you are you asking if it's anti-Semitic? Yeah, <laughs> is, is it bad to say shyster? Uh, no.
0: JW is not Jewish. No. <laughs>
2: Keep all this in <laughs> Okay, so he ends up coming in. Uh, he says to the droids he's going to make them very famous, and then he ends up, t- turns out, basically, this whole book is all about being predatory. So this like manager has turned out to be somebody who's just interested in sleeping with Dana, the lead yeah. singer of the droids. Now, one thing that we have forgotten to mention, which I think is the most interesting, well, not the most interesting, but one of the most interesting parts, the introduction of a character named Robin, mm-hmm. who has been known to be called... Miss Tubby in the book. Look, when I got to this, so it
0: happens on, like, right away. We meet this character, Robin, it's like page five or six, and she's immediately, she's fat, her thighs are rushing rubbing together. Winston says she makes him uncomfortable because she's thinking about eating all the time. I mean, it is beyond, as soon as I read it, I texted it to Elizabeth and I was like, ruh we met our first fat character.
2: It was very heartbreaking. I mean, and then Robin is, of of course, the way that she's painted in this whole story is that she's very desperate for attention. She's very much desperate to be part of the club. And Jessica just, like, walks on her constantly. Because she's
0: too fat.
2: But she also wants to join the same sorority as Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield, which is pi, alpha, pi, pi, pi. No,
0: that's not <laughs> correct at all. It's pi, beta, kappa. Pie in a bag. Look, I know you weren't in a sorority, but that doesn't mean you need to disgrace sororities with your nonsense.
2: Robin asked Jessica if she can go to to join the uh, the sorority. I don't know how they do that by firewalking or something. No, you have to be nominated. What did you read the book? <laughs> So she asked Jessica to nominate her, and then Jessica's like, yeah, but not really, wink, wink. And then Robin tells Elizabeth about how she wants to be nominated, and she wants to know if Elizabeth is going to be at this meeting. And Elizabeth realizes that Jessica is going to stab Robin in the back, and so yep. she says, I will be at this meeting. Yep,
0: and that that's our setup for book four. It's going to be straight up, Robin the fat girl is going to have to get skinny to get into Pi Beta Kappa. That's why I said Pi. Pi. <laughs> Well, at any rate, the bottom line is there was a lot of predators in this book. We had a fat shaming. We had Jessica probably getting almost laid. I don't know if she went all the way, but there was definitely some, like, dry humping. Really? You think that's happened? You think that Bruce Patman was like,
2: I'll just kiss you on the beach every night? No. I do miss dry humping. Dry humping was fun. Well, I mean, you could do that tonight.
0: I Are mean, you yeah, really?
2: She has a back issue. <laughs> I have a back issue from getting out of bed. Well, dry dry humping is not in the cards. No, but I do remember that when I was younger and we would dry hump, sometimes the zippers would hurt your like your lady parts. From like hurt the, so good. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a, maybe maybe cause a tiny little bit of a rash kind okay. of situation. Well,
0: anyway, we'll get Jeremy's impressions about what was happening on the beach.
2: I'm so excited. All
0: right. So, Jeremy, he's the founder and host of the storytelling show You're Being Ridiculous. And he teaches queer people how to share their stories. <laughs> and oh yeah, he's a secretary to a rabbi in the suburbs. Mostly that. That's hot. Anyway, Jeremy. You're Sweet Valley High Virgin. Yes. What'd you think?
1: You guys, I was blown away.
2: <laughs> Lies. You literally just came you literally just uh, like you where you've been at this show for like two seconds and immediately lied to our face. You're just lied. a Jessica top to bottom. Please, Jeremy is not Elizabeth. Oh my god, I'm
1: not a Jessica. You're an Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth doesn't
2: lie bold face to her I friends. Was
1: mostly like the story aside, just like the whole world to me is like a wild, wild mystery. Because I mean, when I was growing up, I, I mean I was aware that this thing existed, but I was like deeply trying to be a straight person. <laughs> so I was like, I don't sweet how do you pronounce that? S- sweet about va- what? Yeah. I don't know about that.
2: You didn't do and any then you se- grabbed your balls.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't do any
0: secret sweet valley high reading?
1: No, I was, like, too scared that if I touched it, I'd just, like, I don't know, burst into a gay flame or something.
0: (laughs) So did you find, like, you know, you were communing with your young gay self while reading this book? Because I'm going to be honest, this is, like, the housewives of, uh, like, teenage culture. Or were you
2: like, these girls need to
1: leave? I was mostly just like, I was trying to remember because my, my girlfriend in high school, <laughs> uh, she had like a collection, some collection, some series. I wasn't going to text her and ask, but I can't remember if it was Sweet Valley High or if it was Babysitter's Club. I'm
0: hurt that you didn't text her and ask. And also, maybe we need to hear a little right bit now. more about your girlfriend in high school. <laughs> Tell us more, Jeremy.
1: Candace Marie Criswell.
0: Was she a Jessica or an Elizabeth?
1: She was definitely Elizabeth. I think what we
2: really need to know is were you a secret Todd Wilkins, or Bruce Patman?
0: Neither. <laughs> Neither. It's possible. Neither. Obviously, he's Winston, Winston Egbert.
2: Egbert. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are way
1: studied. I'm like, wait, names. Who? Oh, my God. What's going on? I'm sweating. I'm breaking out. Well,
2: to be fair, Jeremy, we are on book three. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, you know it all.
2: Yeah, so what would you think about this book?
1: I... This it's so dramatic. I was I, I guess that's what I would expect. I, I I don't know. I I never read like a series or anything really, so I wasn't especially not then, and I I just didn't know like what to expect. It is so dramatic, and the references were killing me. With a dude who like he's like I'm gonna stay home tonight and play my Atari all <laughs> night. I was like what?
2: I'm really disappointed that your your reference to the reference wasn't gonna be. The water hit her breast.
0: That's our obviously our favorite part.
1: <laughs> You'll be shocked to know that that went right by <laughs> me. <laughs>
0: what was your favorite part?
1: My favorite part, um, I think the dramatic dance, no, the very end where it's like she's like finding out all the secrets and then right. suddenly she like, turns around and she turns into her true self right. and she confronts the issue.
2: Now, and she pushes Bruce Patman into the Italian waterfall. Now tell yeah, me Jeremy. That's like
1: a big scene. I'm have like, you it, ever is like, been, it is like the Housewives.
0: Have you ever been to an Italian restaurant that has a waterfall inside?
1: No but I have been to a Mexican restaurant that has a waterfall <laughs> See, I outside. told you!
2: You cannot assign like an ethnicity to this waterfall. <laughs> Fuck. But Jeremy, let's talk about how Bruce Patman is a complete and total predator. <laughs> let's talk about that let's make it
1: very serious did
2: you read it
0: that
1: way (laughs) how could you not read it that way that that's the thing too is like they're so like i'm not like a scholar or anything but they're they're so like flat that it was like what what and then how is this band gonna like connect what is going on no
0: the subplots never connect the
1: subplot i was like what what is this band who is this guy with the red leather pants I remember that detail <laughs>
0: yeah he was clearly the gay character of the book.
2: Oh wait, no he was trying to bone Dana. yeah, he
1: tried to bone Dana
2: but I would say but I would still say, probably gay though, Dana's that brother. if we were all in high school together would we not go see the droids? I think we would have to because I would love closeted Jeremy to swing me around with his big broad shoulders.
1: <laughs> Jeremy's Bruce Patman in this scenario <laughs> no I'm just saying he. That's how it would be described. Oh, okay. That too though, did you guys have like was there a band in your high school? Like there no, were there were not things not where I was one. just like, Who are these people No, wait,
0: I wanna tell you that the um, Def Leppard is from Rockford, Illinois, my hometown. I, I went to high school with Dax Nielsen, the son of the drummer. It was a whole thing, he had a band, but it was never as cool as the droids.
2: Or is like, you know, well known. I went to um high school back when lip syncing was very popular. I mean, lip syncing was popular. So all of our so all of our bands were just like lip syncing. So there was never any music. What I'm are just you kidding? Ta- I'm t- kidding. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna need a sidebar. No.
2: <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember that though. That there was like lots of shows at the time that were all about lip syncing. Like One like was called like G- P- Well, no, it was called. There was like a show called a Putting show. on Putting on the Hits, and it would be like all these contestants yes. who would pretend to sing, but they wouldn't actually sing a song. I actually. They're totally remember lip-syncing. this. That's just like it's
1: straight. Just a
0: people. RuPaul's drag race primer. I get it. I'm yeah, into it was it. great.
2: It was great. I wonder if you can find that on YouTube now. Oh, 100 percent There's a whole scene with like these lions when they do lion sleeps tonight. This guy has like all these <laughs> Muppets that come up. It's
1: perfection. I don't really remember it's the perfection. show. I just remember like the the graphic or whatever for the show. I definitely think that the but droids,
2: if they it. had Muppets in their sh- their act, they could have made it really big in this book. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> So what uh what, what did you think of Bruce Patman?
1: He's a total douche canoe. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I mean, he's ba- he's barely there. I mean, you could you know that it you know it's going to go down, but it's like he's like not there as much as the sisters. Like the sisters are like the chemistry test, they're like deeply <laughs> they're like what's really going on. But him, and then I was like, is this not that I don't think it doesn't happen, but I was like, does this happen? Is it like this overt and i I was trying to remember like what is high school like and like i know the stakes in high school are like through the roof for everything but i was trying to remember like if something like this was going on what would my reaction be like how you know like my little group of friends and like i don't know like does that happen
2: you didn't have a friend who like completely folded when they started dating somebody else
1: i'm trying to remember
2: Jeremy, you need to leave the house. Yeah, it's, you're,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay, but let me ask you a question, because Elizabeth yes. and I are ready to have this, like, super hot debate. Let's do it. What do you think was happening on the beach? Because all that Bruce would do was take Jessica to the beach, right? They'd go to the beach all the time. And I'm like, is there an H.J.? Is there a B.J.? Is there dry humping? What is happening on the beach?
1: Yeah, I was trying to figure that out, too. Because the first time I was like, okay, cool. That's like their hangout. Um, But the second time I was like, What's the hot action at the beach? Like right, what is do you it do? anal?
0: Like what's happening? <laughs> Something. I mean, it's like a makeout situation. So what's happening? What's your take? I, d- I do not. I anal. don't think anything
2: was happening. I feel like I don't either. I feel
0: like that. You the think t- Bruce would continue to go to the beach with somebody who's not even getting to like second base?
2: One hundred percent. This book is set up in a, in a in a situation where like if anything like sex was happening it would be told in the story no, t- they were too, virtuous. too no it was they're too virtuous it, I t- kinda, it would yeah. totally change the character shift I mean the character would be a different person
0: You don't think Jessica gave Bruce Patman a hand job in his porch absolutely
2: not I
1: think no too I think you guys it was are insane all about the drama of what is the deal and like what's going on what are they gonna do how is he gonna ruin her life but nothing's actually happening. And, and and it's are just Much like high school happening. was. Like, oh my God, all these things are going on and nothing's really happening.
2: Right, I think that's the whole thing. I think that's like the moment. I think that in any situation where either of the girls are like making it past kissing, that is going to be a big deal Listen, in this universe. on
0: their very first hangout, he untied her swimsuit. That's you what think- we did in the 80s, Adrian. <laughs> so you think that when he went off screen with her in the Porsche, that he suddenly became more chaste? Also,
1: who's driving a Porsche? I, like, Bruce tried.
0: Patman and Dylan McKay. Obviously, he <laughs> is the originator of Dylan also, McKay. Also, the
2: sisters drive a Fiat.
0: <laughs> it's their
2: mothers.
1: I was like... <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Everyone was rich in the Wait, 80s. Wait, what
2: did you drive in
0: growing up in Arkansas?
1: Um, My mom had a Ford Explorer, and oh, that, that's mostly that, what I drove.
0: That was big though, back in the day.
1: Totally big. And then I got my own car, which was a Saturn. It was green. Ooh,
0: also big back in the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bringing me some 90s realness.
2: Yeah. And do you remember the Neon? The Dodge Neon. Totally that was also big. the
1: Neon? Yeah. The Geostorm.
2: I, I, mine, mine was a Chrysler LeBaron. It oof. was a black Chrysler LeBaron with red velvet seats, the kind that are like bench seats in the front and bench seats in the back. Love you know, it. back then when Wasn't you Was it at least a convertible? No. Oh God, <laughs> no. We don't have convertible money.
0: <laughs> well, you know, mine was a Ford Probe. It was white, and it had black tinted windows all the way around.
1: Of course it did.
0: Yeah, my license plate. That's awesome. Gun it.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the end of the show, you guys. Thanks for we, listening. We almost killed J.W. I was, I was super... <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was hoping you were going to say it was no one gun know. one.
0: No, I mean, I got to say, Gun at 8 is really a rival license plate to one Bruce one. Yes. I, I, would, I so agree with that. It's pretty I'll, fucking I'll legit.
2: I thought that uh, Bruce was also very interesting in terms of that. He had like... He did nothing but, like, hang out all the time. All the he's, time. He's, like, never in school, really. And then he's trying to have these storytelling <laughs> moments where he's, like, telling everyone how cool he is. Like those, hot. Are, Yeah. I was, like, I don't know who you would definitely date someone like that.
0: I would 100% date Bruce Patman, which is why I remain single, because I cannot trust any of my own instincts. I mean, they're both laughing silently because they've all seen who I date.
1: Well, I don't disagree <laughs> with you. And there's no evidence that he is like cool enough like he gets the guy the newspaper to like to talk about him but oh, like that there's was lame. no evidence anywhere that he is actually a cool person other than she's obsessed with him and of course she would be Well cause-
0: first of all he's hot, he's good at tennis, and he drives a Porsche. What the fuck else do you want from him? <laughs> what do you want from your high school leading man Jeremy? And he knows the secrets on where to steal the chemistry test. He's fucking that everything That was pretty
1: hot Did you guys cheat in high school like that? Like that is like That's like next ne- level I
0: never
2: stole any sort the of The key tests. is
1: taped under the desk No from the I never shelf. cheated in high school
2: no. I never I was like What about I would never later? Never Not in high school <laughs> <laughs> I, I really I thought I thought Bruce was like I just never I got to a point where I was like This is Jessica's making some good decisions here But I never think Jessica makes good decisions She's always the worst In everything that she does and Bruce Patman, they never really describe him. He doesn't get in a whole moment. Like in the past books, um, Jessica and Elizabeth get this whole thing where they're like, they're so gorgeous, with their long legs and their gold bronze chest. But, like, they never tell us really what Bruce Prattman looks like. And
0: bitch, it's on yeah. the cover. <laughs> <laughs> and, every, by and the every, way, and are every cover is
1: 47?
0: Yeah. Correct.
1: <laughs> they look 47. Yeah, but he's
0: on the cover. He's, like, the fucking hot country club guy with a, a cardigan tossed I mean, over his shoulders.
1: I mean, 80s porn, this cover. But I was, like, they're, like, 47. Yeah. But, okay, (laughs) what I really
0: want to talk about, though, is that, like, literally their relationship is, like, borderline abusive. And they don't... It's
1: full-on abusive.
0: Yeah. And they don't really... So, if you're reading this as, like, a teen girl or, you know, a 40-year-old gay man...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is really essentially the same thing. Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) But they don't really give you... I mean, Elizabeth's such a cipher, she's such a goody goody, right? So like she's disturbed that Jessica's changing, but it's all like Neh. But they there's never really like a full circle PSA after school special moment that's like B T dubs, this is gaslighting and abuse.
2: Take it away, Jamie. I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't debate that. It's real. Like the te- she can't win. she can't like win the tennis game against him and she like does. lets that happen. That's like I felt like that was like, oh, that something's going to happen now, but no, it's like that's over. And then it's the chemistry test. Yeah. And then that sort of just that also is like
2: yeah. <laughs> well, and Bruce starts at small, you know, he's like, "You're really really pretty." And then he's like, "Well, you're okay." Like he just I, I think it's like a slow build to like the abuse, right? Like at first yeah. he's just kind of like, "You're pretty, you're the coolest." And then he kind of like lets her fade off in the little background a little bit by little bit. And I think that that's a lot of times how abuse happens for like young people, especially mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, you're given all these like kind of gifts and ac- accolades at the beginning, but then eventually they just kind of like Start to bring it down, it down and wind it down and wind it down and wind it down. And then occasionally, you know, I've, I've been in many abusive relationships, <laughs> proudly, um, <laughs> because I'm, not lo- I'm no longer in them, right? So, like, um, some of the things that I can think of an example is, like, I had a boyfriend who used to think that I was, like, he's, like, you're so hot. And then we'd be at a party, and then he would be, like, don't look at anybody. Don't talk to anybody. But then he'd, like, put it in this, like, idea that I was, like, so hot that he would just get so jealous about it. But the reality was that he wanted to control me. Right, right, and so that's always kind of the thing that's happening with Jessica is like she's brought to things to be shown as like a like a like a thing, an object in the room, but never like being treated like a human being. And
1: then he makes Um, her be the bad guy with the test and the girl. And oh my god, what is with the fat shaming in this book?
0: Thank you. It's really just so so you know, it's a setup for book four, (laughs) Miss Tubby. Every
1: time they would describe. What, I can't remember Robin. her name. Yeah. Robin. Don't disrespect anybody. It um, is a set of for Book time.
0: 4 where she's going to get an eating disorder to get into the, cool cl- the cool club. So don't like, worry.
1: Whoa, the AA's It's going to pay s- off. Settle <laughs> down. God, I but hope so.
0: I guess I'm saying is I think, like you're saying, it's an accurate representation of what, like, gaslighting and abuse looks like. But then – should the book have given us some more kind of PSA moment? Because I still feel like Bruce is still sort of exalted.
2: Like, do you come away being Adrian, like, you "Don't you have date read that three guy"? Of these books. You think this book goes that deep ever? I'm <laughs> like, just saying. We can't even get a character that has any 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 qualities beyond "I'm pretty." Well, this is exactly
0: <laughs> what I'm talking about, though, because the whole point of this podcast is right talking about how these books set up our expectations
2: of what life was going to be. I definitely didn't think my life would be in a Porsche.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, but I'm saying, (laughs) did you come walking away from this book thinking like when you were a kid, like, oh yeah, definitely don't date Bruce. Okay.
2: Last time that I remember reading this book when I was a kid, I don't even know if wheels were like round at that point. (laughs) Like, I'm (laughs) so old. Um, I do remember reading these books a lot and I remember loving every single Like every single novel that or book novel, I want to call it a novel because it's not really fair, (laughs) but like to novels in (laughs) general. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I definitely thought for sure that love was that way. That love was like dramatic and heavy and breathy, Um, and that's definitely how they portray it in the book. Which is probably why you have this idea that they did it at the beach, which they did not. And definitely, at least a hand
0: job. Are you agreeing with me? Yeah, good. Our producer J W agrees that at least there was a hand job.
1: I was boring in high school. There would never have been a hand job.
0: Jeremy, you were gay. <laughs> was, was your high school anyone. girlfriend also gay? Myself, now?
1: even. <laughs> <laughs> I had got a, nothing.
0: I, had I mean, clearly was I and was the slut in high <laughs> school because <laughs> there
2: was definitely hand jobs everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. just like, just like like just free, just yeah. like everyone have a handjob. I mean, job. I think you have hand, hand job, job, you have I think
0: the hand job started at like fourteen.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah, that I'm buttoned up now, but ho ho
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just saying I think personally. Like when we read these books, it really makes me think about like who I was then and then the ideas that I like struggled to dismantle now. But like when we say I would still date an asshole like this, I probably would. So I really need therapy, I guess. Well, yeah, like, I
1: was like, You gotta work it out. It's like the car. The car. I yeah, mean it's that's hot. That's worth a date. <laughs> one. I, honestly,
2: I mean, I honestly, I, I think what we could talk about too is, is like kind of the sexuality of these of these young kids that are happening, right? So one of the things that is uh, a fun a fun scene is when Elizabeth goes to cock block her sister when she's just like, which was hot scandal, which was like, stop, you know, yeah. and then they were in the leaves rolling around. Yes, uh. after her suit had been untied. I also rolled around in the leaves
0: once. So it was like <laughs> literally in a bush with this guy named Eric who was super hot. He was at least a couple years older than us, and he lived in one of my friend's subdivisions. And she was making out with his friend, and I was making out with him. We also used to go to his basement, and they would play Stairway to Heaven on repeat, and we would make out. And one time he put all these hickeys all over my neck. I was like 15.
2: I put Band-Aids on them and went home and told my mom I was scratched by a cat. What? <laughs> One time, my oldest daughter came home and I was like, What's on your neck? And she was like, What? No, nothing. And I was like, Let me see. And then she was like, No. And I was like, Let me see. And I grabbed her by her hair because I am that bitch. Oh. And then, <laughs> then I pulled her back and I lifted up her hair and I was like, Oh, I see a hickey. And she's like, It's not a hickey. And then her boyfriend came over the next time and I go, Hey, next time you get with my daughter, don't leave a hickey on her.
0: <laughs> How old were they? Oh
1: my God. God I they love must have that. been like
2: 15. Well, yeah, that's didn't the grab, right time. I did grab her no. by her hair. God. You hard. literally just said you grabbed her by her. hair. No, not hard. Oh, I'm okay. saying I did grab her by her hair, but not
0: hard. Well, I'm. I'm, not, I'm just saying there was. I'm not. Cruel. I was definitely in the leaves before. I think there were hand jobs involved.
2: Bruce was getting a hand I job. have definitely <laughs> given hand jobs. I don't. I. I that's it, a new basis. Right. Leaves.
1: <laughs> hand, hand jobs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I've definitely given lots and lots of hand jobs, and I'm very proud of that because they're not bad, <laughs> from what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: so back to Elizabeth though.
2: Not this Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth Wakefield.
0: Does she have a right to cockblock her sister? And, like, when is it okay to cockblock your sister? Like,
2: should she have barged in? I have cockblocked many adult sisters. Like, girl, girls, <laughs> <laughs> women that I know who are full-grown adults who shouldn't be doing certain things. Yeah, but they're probably drunk. Jessica's is not drunk. She is not drunk, that is true. But I do think it's totally legit. I mean, that's that's also the whole thing about the patriarchy, right? Like, we have to, like, constantly monitor people's, like, women's uh, virtuous. Virtuos- Virtue. Virtue. Virtuosity. Virtuosity. Virtue. 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 Yeah,
0: <laughs> That's definitely true. In my sorority, the Delta Zetas, we used to have this thing called taps. And if one of your sister came and tapped you on the shoulder, that meant you were not allowed to ask any questions or debates. You just had to go home.
1: Oh my god!
0: Well, but dude, everybody's everybody's getting raped in college. I well, mean, that, I, you I were mean, in a yeah, sorority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm like, also not
1: female. But. And that was also
0: when Liquid G was like a very big thing on oh. our campus. So like, people would be like, "Fine," and then on the fucking. Did floor. people
1: do that though? That they'd like? Actually, yes, they Jeremy. I went to
0: college leave? in the corn feeds of Illinois. People did a lot of Liquid G.
1: No, no, no. I mean, Liquid like, G is definitely my rap Did people listen name. to your warning? <laughs> like, would you tap someone out? Did they? That's do the it? entire
0: point of a sorority. Once you get tapped, you cannot ask questions. You just have to leave.
1: You just have to, and yeah. people follow through with this. Yes,
2: because otherwise you get kicked out of the sorority. It's the group think, bro. Oh, Jeremy's yes. look at—he's like, he's like, what kind of stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love to share my sororities times with I'm, the two of you because you're I'm, always I'm, appalled. The time- I'm appalled
1: because I feel like I'm a little bit like Elizabeth in like. You're going to give me a rule to follow?
2: Oh, <laughs> yes. Not, not just a rule, but like a rule that I'm supposed to follow and not ask questions. Because if I'm having Thank a good you. time yeah, but you're you are me drunk. on the shoulder, I'm, I'm going to be like, you I'm need to get off with me. Rules. You're the one who was just like,
0: I'm cock blocking a sister. It's the same no, thing. I said I've done it, for well, sure. Yeah, I never but, tapped anybody. My best friend, Heather, used to drink so much, she'd throw up in the trash can on the end of the bar and then take another shot, and I still didn't tap her. That's what oh. we like to call
2: a boot and rally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I've done that so many times one time I was down on the south side like you know the, like uh, Beverly and I went to so many bars and then I was like oh my god I think I'm so I gotta eat some food so I went to a Chinese buffet of all places <laughs> I ate my face off I vomited in the in the bathroom and then I continued <laughs> to drink down the street nice
0: <laughs> nice I don't be um, that young again
2: do you remember ever cock blocking anybody Jeremy no
1: I never I always hated when anyone would like try to tell me like the, the choices I would like control me in any way like I can't always stand hated it. it or still do <laughs> always yeah it's forever, like who you are <laughs> yeah I, it like I can't stand it so I would never I don't think I would ever and I can't remember that I ever did that to someone else
2: did you um do you ever remember like uh well here's here's a good question. Do, have you ever thought about the kids in high school that you knew who were having sex and were you like they're bad people or whoa she's so slutty I mean was those were those kind of thoughts that ever came I was really
1: I mean maybe it's because I'm from the south and I know people were having sex and drinking and doing all kinds of things but like my little group wasn't and so I never band kids we were band kids we were a marching band (laughs) so I mean and even those kids I mean theater kids those kids are not great kids I know those kids are like not that there's anything wrong with having sex when you're that age, or anything, and there were definitely sexual things going on, but like, no, like, I never, I didn't like judge them, but I also felt like I didn't know anyone who was having sex, so I felt like no one's having sex, no one's doing, no one's getting a job. You no were like, I'm gonna things. sit next
0: to my girlfriend with six feet of space <laughs> before it was no, even just cool. gonna like
1: hold hands and fall asleep on the bus ride home. Yeah. <laughs> When I was going to high school,
2: there was a girl named Heather McDonald, and she was blonde, blue-eyed, super tiny waist. Sounds gorgeous. Wore acid-washed jeans and, like, rock band shirts, and her hair was perfectly feathered from, like, right the middle of her head. And she wore, like, big earrings, and everyone would call her a slut, and I would always see her and be like, One day, one day I'm going to be just like you. <laughs> I went, all the boys would, like, get crazy. She'd just, like, walk down the hall. You could hear, like, you'd literally watch them just watch her ass all the way down. And I was like, if I could ever have that kind of power,
1: man. I think I was just trying so hard to keep myself on the lockdown and just, like, keep all the gay inside that I just couldn't allow myself, like, just, like, so repressed that I couldn't allow myself to even, like, think in that way. I tried, I was, I felt like I was liberal in the way, of, like, do what you want to do, guy. But, like, I, I, for me, I was just like on such a lockdown that I couldn't, like, think about any of that stuff.
2: You're like, like please, no boner, no boner, no boner.
1: <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> just total lockdown. I think, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Have
2: you ever called a woman
1: a slut? Have I? I don't think so.
2: Me neither. Only
0: Ramona.
1: I mean, I I <laughs> might say it about you know TV characters or whatever, but I'd never like to an no, actual person. No, that doesn't person. really seem like you. No, I would. No. Even if she were a slut, I don't know that. I-
2: <laughs> Elizabeth and Jessica end up having like this big battle though between the two of them when they are like discussing this whole thing with Bruce. Um, beyond just like this cock blocking issue, is also like how they are as sisters and their relationship shifting and changing. So tell me, Jeremy. Oh no, Whose boyfriend do you really hate
1: right now? Oh. Oh. Tell me. Yeah. Whose boyfriend do I hate right now? Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of who's dating who. He's like, everyone's married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone I know is married. <laughs> whose husband
2: do you hate right now?
1: I don't hate anyone's husband. But my friend Kelly, she had this whole situation where she was confronted kind of in the same sort of way in college. Um, all of our friends decided they didn't like this guy she was dating also named jeremy so they like had this whole like sit down with her where they like these are all the things he's done they like presented her with facts and they pulled out a powerpoint (laughs) in the 90s yes um and just like laid it out for her and tried to convince her that she needed to like leave him because he was terrible and what happened Nothing. She's married to him obviously. today. They've been married longer yeah, than anybody. That we That's know. always
2: what happens though. You always yeah. talk shit about someone's partner yeah. that they're broken up with at the time or that you're really concerned about. And the next thing you know, they were married and had children.
1: She got that a lot though. Cause she was also dating my friend Chris. Like they were dating. He's a homosexual and he, I guess he had been caught. I can't remember the details anymore, but he was caught with a guy or like went out with a guy when she was like on a summer in Tunisia. <laughs>
2: this is a Sweet Valley High Sounds novel. Sounds like it. <laughs> the college
1: um, years. <laughs> and then they did the same thing to her. They like had the sit down and they're like, this dude's gay. You got to confront him. And then she had to then confront him. I, but I was never in like an actual confrontation situation, even like though I was clearly a liar myself because I'm gay. No one ever sat you down and were no like, listen here, Jeremy. <laughs> you're a homo. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're like, Hold Not your-. even my friends who were like, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh you're oh you're oh, oh, You're gay. <laughs>
0: When I was at my very first college job, as I've told you guys, I was in a sorority, so my girlfriends and I were all very close. We we, lived, we went to school in the cornfields, right? And Then we all moved to the city together. We like ran to the bars together, whatever. It was all very like you know intertwined. And I remember being at my first real desk job and just sending fucking pages and pages of emails to one of my friends about her boyfriend and why he was unsuitable, and like having a group-wide drama about somebody's boyfriend and that the group didn't like the boyfriend was like a pastime. That's terrible. (laughs) But I would be right. right, That's not a great pastime. I'm not saying it's great. And I would also say now, as a 40-year-old person, you should never speak to somebody about their relationship.
2: No. I'm like sink
0: your own ship, bitch. <laughs> like.
2: right. Well, what I I had this um, you know, I started this roller derby league here and um my partner in the roller derby league, she ended up meeting a dude while we were um you know, forming the forming the league and I really could not stand his face, you know, and I just like she and I would fight about him <laughs> and we would fight about each other and eventually like I think what ultimately Was the case was like, I missed her, she missed me, she didn't know how to function and balance with this dude that obviously didn't want, like, he didn't want her at one point to go to roller derby games, even though she built this whole thing, right? So, like, (gasps) there was always this, like, kind of push and pull because she really wanted to, I think, you know, deep in her heart, she wanted to be settled and have a family. And I think that's all legitimate, you know? But I'm so fiery, and I'm, I'm just a person who's just like, you have to figure out how to be with somebody who's going to promote those things in your life, who are going to push you in those directions, right. who are proud to be with Elizabeth's you Elizabeth, men you are. don't do that. That is not fully true. That's not true. It is a rare straight
0: man who like wants uh, to date man, a different. woman and promote <laughs> all of fame. her greatness and make that like a priority in his life. My experience right. with many straight men is that the opposite is true, where they are mostly interested in you caring for them them and promoting their greatness and if you do something good on the side bully for
2: you I definitely think you need more roller derby bitches as your friends <laughs> well I have you well I, that's what I'm saying it's like I we like a lot of my friends from that time period of my life have men who are who are straight dudes who are like very much very proud of who their women are I love that and then they like let the women lead in those situations and I think that is a hard thing to find maybe that's true but I also think Sometimes the women have to, like, lay down the law, which is not what Jessica's doing, right? Jessica's kind of like, I'm going to just wilt back. But what if she was like, you know what, Bruce Patman? This is what's going to happen. I'm going to play this game, and you're going to have to feel feel the feelings of losing, right. you know? And how that could switch someone's perspective, I think, is kind of a tough thing.
1: I think he— Yeah, where's that book? That's the book I want
2: <laughs> Well, that's the thing. These books are, like, not empowering for women. No. <laughs> God no
0: I mean she pours the soda on his head and I guess that's supposed to be like our big moment of like he, him in the fountain. Well, I, he falls into the fountain oh my she God. doesn't push right, him right.
2: well Todd Wilkins is very much a raw. like he loves Elizabeth He's yeah, like, but she's, it's all about she, him. she's smart. He, she's like part of this. She's a journalist. He's like very proud of her in lots of ways. But he does talk a lot of crap like about her. Didn't
0: going to that band sister. concert. I was going to say, Elizabeth, this is a real stretch. No. This is a real stretch reading Todd of this book. I've said that a million times. This bitch, when you asked her if she's an Elizabeth or a Jessica, she's like, Todd I'm, I'm Tad Wilkins. I'm like, you're not, though.
2: 100%. I would yeah. definitely drive my friend around. Like my girlfriend or boyfriend, I would drive them around in the car for an hour to pretend that I'm looking at stars so that we can catch her sister's boyfriend. That's how you Cheating. know you're you with be the right Je- one though. You right? would
0: be Jessica, you'd be pushing someone in the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think though, I mean right, the bottom line is whether you're in your high school or you're an adult, like having an opinion on someone's relationship basically always ends up poorly for you.
1: Yeah. Though I will say that I dated this guy in college who after he broke up, then I found everyone's opinion. Like I found discovered their opinion on the guy, and no one seemed to have liked him, and I felt like Yeah he's real asked me why couldn't anybody have said this I don't know a year and a half ago. It's
2: because, because you, you would have listen. flipped out. You would not listen. <laughs> that feedback is, is not your suit. But it suit. would have like <laughs> No way.
1: No way. <laughs> Adrian Gunn, therapist.
2: That is that is exactly why you can't say shit when someone's in a relationship. No, it's If they're true. in a bad relationship, you just have to be like, I love you, I support you, I care about you. Oh, my God. Listen, I want to <laughs> go on the
0: record right uh, now. You're both my best friends. If and when I date someone terrible, please say so.
2: I'm too old to not know. No. I will not commit to that. Absolutely. I can't not. Commit to we that, just but told if you something why, weird you're happens. I would definitely
1: like you I think you would just know in my face. <laughs> 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 Remembered? Well, I don't know if I, I should know who talk you're about talking that. But... About. Yeah. I know. That yeah. was
0: hurtful for me.
1: What did I do something? No,
0: no, not you. All these the men were were talking about with our eyes that I <laughs> yes. dated. <It's> just
1: <laughs> nameless. <laughs> yeah. Nameless men.
0: Well, I'm serious. No, I respect both your opinions. I'm old enough to handle it now. If I was dating someone and you are like, he's a real douche, I'd be it's like, I have to though. reevaluate Absolutely this. Absolutely not. That's sometimes another thing you're
1: I... getting it real good and so you're like, I can't hear Oh Yeah, but I'm old <laughs> enough to
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm old enough <laughs> to be like, I could just be getting it real good and we could just leave it there. My friends have told me that I can't take another turn That's, on this. You're,
2: you're completely missing the point. The point is that you can't have conversations with like that with people like that because they're already too gone.
0: I don't know, Taylor always tells me when she hates my boyfriends and she hates every person I date.
1: Well, <laughs> Taylor is special in that she like can just bring the truth. Yeah. In a way that you can hear it, I think.
2: I never get opinions about like who I'm dating. Because I don't care, and people who I know don't know that. About
1: Literally, me. you're married. I know. So they have a lot
2: before.
0: of opinions too <laughs> no, about your before. dating.
1: I still think it's nice to hear the truth, even if you're unwilling to accept it, because like it will kind of like get in there a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like it would have been because it was a that particular situation was like sort of a rough time. And so if I had just had that knowing from the outside in some way, if someone had said it to me, then I could have been like. Oh, maybe I can get out of this situation.
0: Well, and I think, like in this book, right? Like, it's definitely an emotionally abusive relationship. So, if you see your friend in sort of an emotionally abusive relationship, do you have some sort of, you know, imperative to jump in? I mean, your sister
1: does for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying. (laughs) Usually, plus one because they're twins. Usually I think that you're fucked when you do such a thing, but I do yeah. wonder if you're talking about, like, abuse, if the stakes are different.
1: Uh, I'm trying to take that in. And then, like, mm, does she – I'm trying to remember. Did she see the abuse? Did she know it was there? Or was it just, like, I have a feeling about this trash ball?
2: She's she, A lot of it's, like, I have a feeling and I kind of know his history. I uh, yeah. 100% say that no, I, I think even if you see something like that, you can you can say it to somebody, but they're still not going to see it. Yeah. That's the problem. So you saying it may sound come off instead of coming off as like somebody who's listening and caring, you can come off as someone who's like judgmental and hateful and jealous. And that's exactly what we see happening in the book, right? So I think the question isn't so much do you have the right to say something like that? To somebody who's going through like an emotional or abusive relationship, an emotionally abusive relationship or an abusive relationship, I think the question is, how do you approach it in a loving, kind way? And that is a really f- hard line to walk. And I don't know yeah. that someone who's 17 years old or 16 years it's old knows how to do that. Yeah. They have like meetings where they bring their friends in, and they're that's like, <laughs> what I'm saying.
1: They like, <laughs> hey, sit them what down. I'm
2: telling you, that's what and we it's did an, in my 30 years. And it's hard, and it's like, oh yeah. great, now I'm dating this dude. All my friends have put me in this room and surrounded me with this conversation. And it doesn't feel good. And then it's like, then it's me and him against the world. And then that becomes a whole different thing.
1: That's a whole other reason to energize the relationship. Uh, Don't you miss
2: those
0: days of just like pure (laughs)
1: drama.
2: drama. You go to
0: the bars with your friends and get drunk and just like, scream about everything. The next day, the
2: fight, the conversations that went on. (laughs) It was hot. And Jessica, I mean, that's what Jessica's doing. She's just like, you don't understand Bruce. You don't understand. And and everyone's like, yeah, we do. We understand that he is a dumb ass. But, you know, you're still going to try to let him put a sausage in you. I think that's why I love this book,
0: though, because it was, like,
2: literally the first
0: book that felt. I mean, a lot of these things felt very real. The abusive relationship felt real. The sister's, like, not knowing what to do to, like, save your sister felt real. I wish there was a little bit more... I don't know. I don't know about, like, PSA, but, like, some more thematics that would, like, help women kind of parse out, like, what relationships should be. There were also, like, moments, do you remember this, where the parents are eating dinner (laughs) and the dad always gets an amused look on his face when the mom talks about her career. And she's an interior designer. There were like numerous moments where like women are like totally demeaned by men, but there's not like a the dad definitely had
1: the only wisdom because he also was the person who said, "Why are you not letting yourself win the tennis game?" Right. What is that about? Well, he
2: was also fucking dicking over his wife and being a dick, Right. right? He was like, "Also, I heard that that job you wanted was already taken." I personally also would like to talk about the fact that robin was forced to make a casserole <laughs>
1: i was just trying to like say that jessica i was trying to, like when do i talk about the food situation because also why are these girls making dinner one night a week did you guys do that like no of course not. Kids? i made
2: dinner my mom every was night. passed out jeremy <laughs> nobody had dinner i was like i made dinner every night because my mom was not home i yeah. was a lucky kid a latchkey kid um no but i thought that was i was like i love that that jessica and all of her like wickedness convinces this like tubby girl that's their words not mine um to make her casserole
1: to get into the sorority a high school sorority
2: listen I cannot wait till when Jessica convinces the
0: tubby girl to become anorexic which is what's gonna happen in the next book. (laughs) JW's had enough.
2: We're gonna lock it up Thanks for listening to Woke Field. Thank you to our guest, Mr. Jeremy Owens. Jeremy, do you have anything that you'd like to promote before we go?
1: Um, I'm teaching a queer nonfiction class at Story Studio starting, uh, when is that? October 19th. Please sign up. It's going to be fun.
2: And it's online. So you can take it anywhere. Our fans from in Australia. From all over the world. Yeah, exactly. The UK. Not to mention they can follow you on Instagram. Yes, please. You're being ridiculous.
1: Yes, And I'm not sure about the show. Uh, The pandemic has sort of like killed all the joy. So I don't know when the next show is going to be. Our 10th anniversary is in November. I wish we were. I wish I could say we were having a show, but.
0: Something will come back.
1: Something will happen in
0: the future. We also want to thank, obviously, Francine Pascal. And all the ghostwriters for writing thousands of these books for us to read. And we want you to come back next week when we're going to discuss Power Play, which we've already teased, but when Robin is trying to get into the sorority, going to have to be anorexic to do it, a totally relatable problem.
2: And don't forget to follow us. Wokefield on Instagram and not Facebook actually. Because yeah. you know what? Facebook is a graveyard. We'll see you next week. Look, Goodbye. Yeah, we
0: watch Social Dilemma. We're off Facebook. We know Instagram is owned by Facebook. Don't add us about that, but we're at Wokefield Pod. <laughs> Bye. Good <night>. Bye. <laughs> Bruce Patman ran his palm over the Porsche's stick shift and thrust it into gear. The car sped forward 70, 80, 90 miles per hour. Bruce glanced at his co-pilot, Winston Egbert, out of the corner of his eye. Wynn, though obviously a huge dork and big loser, was still sort of hot when he was scared. The Sweet Valley night was lit with dazzling stars glazed with the fading light of the sun. Bruce licked his lips, savoring the fading scent of his 7-Up lip smacker. The Porsche moved gently side to side, gliding slowly between the rising landscape of the California mountains, winding with ease and letting loose any tension in the gears. In addition to being the richest teenager in Sweet Valley, Bruce was a great driver. Recently, he'd been dating Jessica Wakefield, notable for her all-American good looks and being a twin, but he couldn't deny that he was becoming bored. Sure, she was pretty and did whatever he wanted, but there was something about Egbert with his sharp jaw broad shoulders that enticed Bruce, made him want to drive the car even faster. Whoa, Bruce, slow down. That's too far, too fast, Egbert said. Come on, Wynn, don't be such a dud. If you ask me, you need a little excitement in your life, Bruce shouted over the wind swirling between them. Wynn wasn't sure why Bruce was constantly trying to push his buttons, but secretly he enjoyed the attention. Every time Bruce pressed the pedal harder, Wynne felt his stomach flutter and a slight blush on his face. Where are we going anyway? I thought we were meeting Jessica and Elizabeth at the beach. This is the wrong direction. Wynne examined Bruce's profile and admired his thick hair, golden complexion, and blue eyes. He understood why Jessica and Bruce were Sweet Valley High's perfect couple. He was green with envy. Bruce abruptly pulled the Porsche off the road. It rocked over a dirt and gravel path until suddenly the trees and hills gave way to a perfect view of the Pacific Ocean. Bruce thrust the stick shift into park and cut the engine. Whitecaps hit the shore and Wynne felt incredibly nervous. What were they doing here? They sat quietly staring out to the perfect painted landscape when Wynne noticed Bruce's shoulder brushing his. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to get so close. Just taking it all in, you know. Bruce smiled, exposing his impeccably straight teeth. It's okay. Sometimes we get lost in looking at beautiful things, Wynne said, meeting Bruce's eyes. Surprised, Bruce took a soft inhale, a gasp, really, and leaned closer to Winston's body. When their lips met, the forbidden nature of their love exploded into the most passionate kiss Sweet Valley had ever seen. No one could ever know. But for now, pressing Wynne's chest against his taking whatever he wanted. Bruce felt like a king.
2: (laughs) fields! Tell the truth and shame the devil. (laughs)